defying all hatred be the love beyond toleration be the love before pride and exaltation be the love be the love You are listening to Be the Love, transcending through the shadows into a higher state of consciousness. We are souls on the journey, opening up the conversation to heal, awaken, and connect ourselves and the planet to a higher vibration of love frequency. It starts with you. Everything you need is within you. This is your time. I am Stacy Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez, and we are your co-hosts at Be The Love Podcast. Thank you for tuning in and ascending with us. Hop on board the Ascension Bus. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Be The Love, Transcending Through the Shadows. I am Stacey Musial. And I am Sam Fernandez. And we are your co-hosts and souls on the journey. And I'd like to just invite you to begin begin to get centered with us. And if it feels safe for you, just to take a deep breath in through your nose and out through your mouth, just tuning into your body, releasing anything that is keeping you from being present. And take another deep breath in through your nose, breathing in calm, peaceful, loving energy, and just breathing out peace and love. And take another deep breath in through your nose and out of your mouth. Just letting go of anything else that you're ready to let go of in this moment. And just remember that you always have your breath to come back to. Today, we have Brad Panopoulos. Brad is a spiritual seeker dedicated to the ascension journey. And as a student of metaphysical energy and alchemy, he is drawn to creating energy devices such as Organite and facilitates energy healing sessions through the Chambers of Light, Ascended Masters, and the Taurus Technique with his higher self at the forefront. Now as a seventh initiate, which he obtained through the Ascended Masters portal in New Zealand, he is passionately devoted to furthering his and others' ascension journeys through his website, bluealchemy.com. Thank you so much for being here today, Brad. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what your ascension journey has been like for you. Uh, Well, so like you you had uh, mentioned about the Ascended Masters portal in New Zealand, that's pretty much where it started for me. I I would say maybe about seven years ago ish, you know, I'd have to check the dates to be precise, but around that timeline, I kind of started, you know, you kind of start waking up and start, started, start looking into, you know, deeper things in life. And I've always been aware of like chakras and energy and stuff, but never really, never really took it up. You know, the, the path has always been in front of me, but I always tended to look elsewhere, which is something that's actually been, been said to me in the past. And, and I feel that there's probably a lot of people that probably resonate with that as well. It's kind of right there, but they're just distracted by everything externally. And, um, so for me, I just, it just kind of something kind of stirred inside of me. And I, uh, I started looking more towards that spiritual stuff and 
And as I did, uh, the notion of Ascended Masters came my way. And I had heard, heard of them before, but again, never really dove into it. Um, you know, you got Buddha and Jesus, you know, the typical names. And then um, from there, I just started searching online and, and, and pretty much Ascended Masters or Ascension or whatever. And then, you know, luck would have it, the uh, Alpha Imaging website just happened to pop up one day in my search engine. It, it sounds like it's the same for a lot of people. They start searching and then bam, there it is. And uh, it, just, it just drew me in. And uh, from there, I just started slowly with with the services that they offer there uh, the products as well and then also my own searching in other places as well you know learning more about myself also getting into reiki learning more about say stones or you know other various metaphysical uh, applications um, and then from there it just kind of blossomed and blossomed and then i started taking it more seriously um, maybe after let's just say a year to two years and uh, the first service that I got from uh, Alpha Imaging was the protection grid. And then from there, everything just kind of, it just kind of, once I, I, I really stood in that, that light and said, yes, this is, this is what I want to do. It just kind of blossomed from there. Like at the time I was working at, as a personal trainer and uh, one morning I was walking to work and then, and this was also after connecting with the, uh, the Ascended Masters portal. And uh, it was before the grid, or was it after the grid? It was around the same time as the grid. I don't remember the exact timeline. And um, I'm walking to work and I just have these, oh, sorry, it was after the grid, forgive me. Um, and I just had these, uh, these like feelings coming to me, like something really rooted in like the heart space, not so much the mind. And it was, um, you know, like, ascension that's a journey you can have and, and obtain in this life if you want it if you make that choice we can help you with it and uh over the course of a couple of days th these these feelings and emotions were coming up in me and i could tell it was something kind of it, it was like external from me almost communicating with me. so you know looking back on it now i know it was the masters kind of giving you giving me that nudge and um so just some it just felt everything felt right so I, you know, I made that decision and I, I took that offer, so to speak. And then it, nothing happened immediately, but it was kind of that, that pivotal moment where you, you step into a, a new timeline. And then from there, just over the course of the next several months, everything just kind of, the dominoes started kind of falling into place and uh, took the ascension path a lot more seriously, um, focused on getting focused on the healings that I required from um, the alpha imaging site, because their focus there is strictly ascension. Um, what it is that you need to do to pass through the various initiations and uh, like say, clear your karma, for example. Um, so that, that became my main, uh, my main focus um, on, on the, the spiritual journey that is. And then as I, as I did that, and then, you know, Vernal also offers uh, chakra readings so that what that does is that pinpoints uh, where you are on your on your soul's ascension journey and more or less how much karma you're still holding on to in your chakras so um, at, at, at a certain point I passed the fourth initiation and then from there I uh, entered into a group of other initiates that are working through the portal as well mm -hmm. who have passed the fourth initiation or higher 
And then from there, the journey took on uh, um, an another path because from there I stepped into a service role with the masters. And that service role was to create uh, what's called the group tourist events. Um, so pretty much using the tourist technique um, and then use, there's your personal tourists and then you can use your personal tours to create a group tours with several people connected on a group tours. And then from there, you can connect with, you know, various masters or angels. And uh, so that's, that was also part of my, my process after the fourth initiation was that service role that I stepped into. And then again, it just proceeded and proceeded. And from there, it just, it's continued to blossom. And the more that I've uh, kind of surrendered to the path, the more it's, it's brought me to where I am now as a seventh initiate. Tell us a little bit more about that. What does it mean to be a seventh initiate and how might someone become initiated? Okay. Um, so what a, what a seventh initiate would be. So what the initiations are is um, they're based off the initiations prior to the fifth are based off how much karma versus light are in your chakras. Um, and as you pass through as you clear karma, sorry, you pass various initiation points, um, which are presided by presided over by the masters. Like it's something the ascended masters do for everybody. Everybody in body right now is an initiate somewhere, whether it's a first, a third, a fifth, or even higher, say like a seventh or an eighth initiate. Um, so when you pass through the initiations, it's over, it's preceded by the masters, presided over by the masters, sorry. And uh, it's based off clearing your karma. Um, then with the higher light initiations, you've, so at the fifth initiation for that to occur, you have to uh, have cleared all your karma, um, which is in our modern time is, is, is a lot simpler or easier to obtain than say in times gone past. So after that, after that point, it becomes, after the sixth initiation, sorry, it becomes more about turning towards your higher self, which is your, your God within, uh, your creator. You can look at your higher self as, uh, you know, kind of your parent, your mother, or your father who created the soul fractal. Um, it created many soul fractals, but has created your soul fractal. And after that uh, sixth initiation, the soul fractals are coming back together. Uh, sorry, after the fifth initiation, sorry. And then as a seventh initiate, what that is, and I'm, I'm skipping over some points just to, not to get too in-depth because there is a lot on regarding the initiations to talk about. Um, as a seventh initiate, so what that means is your higher self, all of those soul fractals have come back together. All of your energy bodies have been cleared as well as your, your chakras. The lower chakra system is actually gone. Um, it's... As far as I know, I'm going to say 99% of the time, it's the only time your lower chakra system or lower chakras are removed. And that's done by the masters as well. And then the higher chakras, so chakras uh, 8 to 12, come into body. So, well, the th 8, 9, and 10 come into body. The other ones are above your head. And those are the chakras of the higher self. And uh, so now, as a seventh initiate, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot to do with surrender and following, say, the path of the higher self and what he or she, because Alpha or Omega, he or she, um, wants to, say, do or create or, or that path forward. And kind of the more I find for myself, the more I surrender to that, the more life just takes on uh, 
a very, very interesting and, and, and the journey is just becoming more and more beautiful. And it's, it's pretty amazing as a, as a seventh initiate, it, it definitely has its ups and downs because it's, it's a lot of energy coming through at times, which can uh, affect the physical body. Your physical body will always be your slowest vibrating body. Uh, so it can have a bit of a drag, but uh, I find as a seventh initiate, it's, uh, and, and that, that connection with higher self now, um, it can be looked upon as gaining union with your higher self. Um, it's just, it's, it brings a, a degree of stability or centeredness or almost oneness in a way that it's just hard to put into words. It's like, there's this, this steadfastness and it's, it's pretty amazing. So there's a lot of talk around like karma and clearing karma and all that. And so like, it sounds like one has the ability in this lifetime to clear some of that karma that maybe they thought they were, had to live with forever. So tell us a little bit about that. What has your process been to clear some of the karma um, in your own life and what might someone do to, to clear that so they can move forward or continue the ascension process? Um, okay. Um, so again, depending on where your soul is on its evolutionary path, um, you may still have an individual may still have say thousands of lives to come back into body in, in order to learn lessons and grow, uh, uh, on a, on their, again, their soul's evolutionary path, but eventually you get to the point where you're, you, you've, the soul fractal has, has experienced enough lives and has learned enough lessons that you get to that point where you can ascend much easier out of, uh, the, the lower chakra system. And so for clearing karma, so for my process, and I find it to be pretty much the same as everybody else is just look at, you got to look at yourself, um, so what is it that in this life are the things in front of you that you need to overcome? So what are your lessons? What are your, the things that are holding you back? What are your, what say, what is your, your programming? Uh, you could look at it that way. So what are the, are there things in your life that you have to overcome that could be a situation with say a partner and you keep getting into certain types of relationships or uh, a, a particular bad habit or something like that. So these will be karmic patterns that we need to clear and overcome. Um, and say, for instance, at the Ascended Masters portal, when you receive any of their healings from there, you, they're being done directly by the masters. Like they're not being done by a person in a body. They're, you're being brought to into the, the vibrational space that the masters exist at inside the portal and they're working on it. so that higher vibrational state allows more work more in-depth work to be done i find in my opinion and i find that allows for more clearing of karma or clearing of your bodies um where because we'll we'll carry karmic patterns and blockages and such in our energy bodies which can hold us back and they can create um our our say a, a mental block or a mental pattern of behavior that uh, could be slowing us down from clearing our karma. And by having that blockage, it's, it's impeding our, our pathway forward. Going back to uh, soul fractals, I actually have never heard that term before, okay. um, but it kind of sounds to me like, um, and you know, I, if, if you could just kind of ex explain a little bit more what soul fractals are, but I'm kind of taking it as 
you know, your soul isn't completely whole in this, in this life that maybe past lives, you know, your soul was like pieces of your soul was left behind or kind of scattered when, when we came to the earth. So can you just kind of explain a little bit more what a uh, soul fractal is? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, as for like, say you were saying about past lives. So like those, those lives did exist and um, you, you can still be say affected by the patterns in those lives. What I'm referring to as a, as a soul fractal. So you have uh, your higher self. So the creator of your soul, there's a, there's a, a number of different uh, various ways of using the term higher self. I'm referring to the creator of your soul fractal. So like the original creator of your soul. Um, so that fractals into multiple pieces. So, and each one of those is a soul. So your soul is one piece of a much greater whole, which is your higher self, the creator of your soul fractal and your, and your higher self will have created up to, I can't remember uh, the uh, exact number, but it's over 20 soul fractals up to that is, and each one is in a different dimension going in and out of body experiencing life and uh you know experiencing life creating karma clearing karma and working towards ascending and as you ascend your higher self ascends so your ascension is your higher self's ascension and then at some point like i said with the fifth initiation your soul fractal has cleared all its karma and ascended off the cycle of rebirth and then all the soul fractals return at some point after that, that is the, all the soul fractals return to the higher self. And it's like, they, they all come back together in a way. And would that be considered like a form of enlightenment when they all kind of come back together? Um, you could, you could use that word. Absolutely. Um, it, that's, that's more or less the, when, like, when you, when you connect with say a master, for example, you're connecting with that person's higher self. You're not necessarily connecting with, so like when you connect with say Buddha, for example, you're not necessarily connecting with the person that was in the body. You're connecting with Buddha's higher self, mm -hmm. which is all of those soul fractals, that energy, that frequency that's come together. Another way of looking at your higher self is like uh, the God of your heaven. Mm -hmm. So um, everybody say everybody's idea of source or God is like a, like an energy or a frequency. And then you return to heaven you can look at your higher self as the same is, is that the God of your heaven, your, your Godhood, your inner God, and you're returning to that. It sounds like um, that, you know, moving from our human bodies and our energy or higher self um, into maybe tuning into the ascended masters or um, maybe like the Christ consciousness, um, that energy is that there's there's definitely that involved as well like christ consciousness is a uh uh you could look at that as say your your christ light so your christ light is actually your higher self's higher self the christ light created the higher self and then the higher self fractaled and created soul fractals so it's kind of like it's kind of like a pyramid in a way so you have like your christ light and then the christ light fractals into uh, alpha and omega which are the twin flames. The twin flames are the alpha and omega of the Christ light, divine masculine, divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And then each one of those fractal again and create soul fractals. It's so fascinating. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little bit about your work with Ascended Masters. Who are they and why are they significant now? 
Okay. Um, so like I said, uh, a few years ago when I entered, after I passed the fourth initiation, I uh, entered into a service role with uh, a group of other uh, individuals. And um, that, that service work with the masters was creating the, uh, the group Taurus events, as I, as I call them. And so that's using the Taurus technique to create a group Taurus. And then the masters can work through the group Taurus. And then, you know, they can work with humanity in a much closer way than, than they could because they're not in a body. Uh, so that would be the starting point of my work with the masters. And from there, that's now blossomed into what I'm doing now, say with uh, the light chambers, which is uh, mostly presided over by uh, St. Germain and Master Melchizedek. Um, so the light chambers, um, each, each chamber is done, the work is done by the masters. Um, my role is to connect with you and bring you, I bring you to an etheric temple where the masters can, can work on you more directly. And uh, you're placed within like a, like an energetic, you know, geometrical shape. And that shape, each, each geometries have various um, harmonics and frequencies and, and even mathematics that apply to it. And then those frequencies have an effect on you because us as beings, we are created from geometry. Like, for example, your, your light body is a star tetrahedron. You just can't see the star tetrahedron because it's spinning so fast. It just looks like a, like a giant sphere. Um, so for those who study, uh, say, sacred geometry, uh, you'll, you'll start to see, like I personally believe, sacred geometry is the only external pursuit that, when studied, teaches you about God creation, but at the same time, simultaneously teaches you about yourself, your innermost self, and teaches you how you are connected and made from uh, sacred geometry. So those, so the masters use what you are inherently created out of to, to create a healing uh, process for you. Um, so for example, there's uh, the, the one chamber I do is the Merkaba consciousness chamber which is, as I said before, the, the, your light body is a star tetrahedron. The Merkaba is a star tetrahedron. And I call it the rainbow uh, uh, Merkaba because it uses the various light rays, which look like rainbow. And then those, those energies permeate you and they, they have an effect on you and you will soak in what it is you need. So can you say more about that as far as like your work around yes, that? Absolutely. What is that? Um, so... That's just, that's just one example. Um, so the masters have uh, various other chambers as well. Um, another notable one would be, say, for example, um, the chamber of the tree of life, which is, uh, it's done by Sanat Kumara, who is a cosmic master, and as well as various Elohim. Um, and so how that one works is Sanat Kumara places you within the, so think of like the, the Kabbalah tree of life, for example, so you, what I see is this, this chamber that looks just like that, that you are placed within, and then you're, you're kind of taken off into the cosmos. And then, you know, Sanet Kamara does, does what he does. Um, there's, there's only so much that I can see, and that my, my, like my human brain can, can uh, glean and, and, and uh, understand, because what they're doing is, is, at a much higher vibrational frequency than what, say, the brain can kind of compensate 
or understand. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what, how that chamber works is it's, it's activating or reactivating the kingdom, kingdoms of God that are within you, which are the various dimensions. So it's kind of like it's, it's planting those seeds and it's reestablishing those connections, those innermost connections that we have with, with source and with, like I said, the kingdoms of God and, or, or, king, or the dimensions is another way of looking at it. And it's reestablishing that connection so you can make the choice that is to work with and interact with those various dimensions that are, that are around us and that are a very inherent part of who we are as beings. So it sounds like doing that, you're actually connecting with the light of the energy within this, the, the, maybe the tree of life. Um, for and sure, then... for sure. That's a great way of looking at it, yes. And so how might someone bring that energy into them? Um, okay. like, like prior to the chamber or after receiving the chamber? Both. Uh, well, you can, like, obviously you can study the Kabbalah, you can study, even work with uh, the, the symbols and such. Um, uh, another way of looking at it is if you, so the chambers are like an expansion of working with a three-dimensional object. So when you work with a three-dimensional, like, like you draw an object or you have a physical object, you're working with those energies. Um, so the chambers are like, a step up from that. Now you're working with those same energies, but at a higher frequency, which then affects the being on a, on a deeper level. So other ways to work with those various energies would be to work with the symbols, you know, learn more about the symbols, learn, maybe even study sacred geometry. And uh, you don't even have to get in depth with it, but just start to see the connections of geometry and how that relates to you as a being and how you are created and just i find with my own pursuit of of geometry and mathematics i'm like learning more and more just about creation itself but learning about myself more and and everything around me so just yeah just just take the time and and, and learn more about say the shapes the symbols what they mean trace them but try and trace them back through history various peoples that have used them, civilizations and people like that. Beautiful. Um, so I'd like to go back to just talking about Ascended Masters a little bit. Um, so tell us a little bit more about maybe how you work with the Ascended Masters and, you know, the difference between these, because I think there's maybe sometimes confusion too between, you know, these biblical um deities to, you know, the ascended masters and how, you know, what the difference is. And, and um, yeah, if you could talk a little bit about that. For sure. For sure. Um, so easy, uh, to start off with, like I had said before, the, the, the master is actually the, the higher self. So like when you, when you connect with say Buddha or say St. Germain, for example, which is one that I, I connect with regularly, um, you're, you're connecting with, um, um, that person who was in the body, you're connecting with their higher self. So for example, the Saint Germain, the, the person, let's just say, could be sitting in a temple somewhere and his higher self is stepping forward to connect with humanity. So Saint, let's say, let's just say Saint Germain, let's just use his name. It sits in a temple and then his higher self steps forward to connect with you know, various people, let's just say right now, if, if I were to connect with St. Germain, I'm connecting with the higher self while he sits in a temple somewhere. 
So that, and that's how they're able to work with so many people at all at one time, because the higher self is, is, uh, becomes, I should say with the Ascension process becomes omnipresent. So they're able to work with, you know, let's say hundreds or thousands of people on all at the same time. Um, so furthering with what an ascended master is, it's more or less the, the higher self that has ascended because the higher self is ascending as well through the various initiations and they've, they've become omnipresent. Um, now from there, they work with humanity in, in, in a number of different ways. Um, especially, you know, with our current times of ascension, there's, it's very capable for people of to, to ascend right now. And they're stepping forward for humanity in, in a very big way. Can you say more about that? Absolutely. So everybody has, um, five masters that stand with them. These are your ray masters. Um, you're, there's your ascension ray, physical body ray, uh, your mental body ray. There is your emotional body ray. And what is the other one? Um, Oh, I can't remember the other one for, for the life of me right now. I don't remember all of the, the various uh, Ascension rays. Um, anyways, the, everybody has a team of masters that stand with them and they're, they're stepping forward to help you at this time with whatever it is that you're experiencing in life. So like I had touched on before about clearing, say clearing karma, um, that's a very personal thing. And it has to do with what it is that you as a being have to overcome. What are your lessons? And they're here to help you with that. And, and I'm going to say whatever ways they can, uh, not to speak for them, of course, but uh, how they can help you and what ways they can help you. And so if one were to um, want to start working with the Ascended Masters, what might they do to bring that energy in? Um, my recommendation would be to obviously look in multiple places um, around to see what feels right to you. Um, Obviously, my, my biggest one would be to go to uh, the Ascension Ascended Masters, like the Alpha Imaging site. Um, I've been working with them for quite a long time. And from what I see, what the Masters do, they are, they're, they're 100% and they are legitimate. So you're getting the, the real beings there. Um, and by doing that, so on the site, there's, there's various things on the site that people can go check out to... Uh, help them connect. I definitely recommend using the Taurus technique. Um, not only does the Taurus technique facilitate a deep interconnection with, with you as the, your being, but then you can use the Taurus technique to connect with, say, a master, for example. And it's, uh, it just helps to facilitate a, a deeper connection. And I, I almost want to say a more direct connection with, with a master. Okay, wonderful. And I know you said you could take us through the Taurus technique in a little bit. Absolutely. So it's, absolutely. It's, it's, it's very simple. Um, and it really only takes even, even in the first few times, only a few minutes. And then once you've done it, the, the connections remain permanent and you just kind of have to follow through them again. And it's, and it's right there. Wonderful. And then I, uh, I noticed on your website too, that you, um, use uh something then we kind of said it's at the beginning to something called organite and the way yep. it's kind of explained it's it's kind of a uh mixture of materials that you use in your healing sessions can you just kind of go into a little bit more detail on what exactly organite is what the significance of organite is and how you use it uh in your sessions absolutely absolutely so um currently all of my sessions are distant um 
I can do um, like in-person hand, like hands-on healing, like a traditional Reiki master would do, or even um, uh, hands-on healing with a master where I channel the master's energy through. Um, so how organite can be used. Um, so organite is just a mixture of, of organic and inorganic materials. Um, you want to use primarily, not primarily, but you definitely want to use stones that are piezoelectrical. So for instance, quartz. Uh, so what happens is when you place it in the resin, um, the resin, when the resin cures, it compresses onto the quartz and causes a piezoelectrical field. So you can think of that as like a, almost like a, it, it increases the energy in, in a way and uh, it helps to transmute low vibrational frequencies that are in the area. And a, a lot of people use it for, say, protection from EM, harmful EMFs. Um, so how I look at it as uh, it's kind of like a, a filter. It, it sucks in like, like uh, positive ions and then transmutes them, filters them and put, puts out uh, negative ions. Negative ions are the, the, the beneficial ions that you want in your surrounding atmosphere. Uh, so how you can use organite in a, in a healing session or how I would use it, uh, you can lay it on the body and it will, uh, providing it's, it, it's made, it's made properly and it's, it's uh, functioning properly. It's functioning well. Um, what it'll do is it'll, I find it can like suck out various low vibrational frequencies that are in the body or in the chakras and then replace with higher vibrational frequencies. Um, I also am finding that with organite, I'm finding that as, as our consciousness expands on the planet um, and our DNA unlocks, the more your DNA unlocks, the more you're able to connect with light. Uh, the more you ascend, the more you're able to bring light through. So like if you're going for a healer, you'll, you'll want to try and you, you feel, and you'll feel out for different healers, see which ones you, you have a better vibe with, because uh, they're all going to be different. They're all going to have a different vibration that you'll connect with or maybe not connect with as much. And that's perfectly okay. Um, but as you ascend more, you're actually able to bring through more light. So the more light you can bring through, the more you can um, facilitate a, uh, a very beneficial uh, healing transmission for somebody. And then so with Organite, I find as, as our consciousness is raising, it's almost like we're finding, I'm finding uh, more and more applications that you can use it for. And it's not just, um, say, EMF protection. It's just, it's, it, there's all around protection in your home. It raises the vibration in your home. Uh, I usually put some under my bed. Whenever I make a new piece, I, I, I like to put, put it under my bed. So when I sleep and then I usually have some pretty interesting dreams that night or I have a good night's sleep or sometimes I have to remove it from my room because the energy is just too, uh, a little too hectic and I can't shut down. Um, but it's, it's a pretty, uh, pretty amazing stuff that can create a very high vibrational atmosphere in your whether it's your bedroom, your house, your living room, your living area. I, I put some in my fridge. I put some by my uh, front door. I, ha I have it everywhere in my house because I make it. And in, um, in your experience, what uh, type of uh, resin is the best to use? Or is, is there multiple types of resin that could be used depending on what, you, what you're looking for? Um, I, well, you can, there are various, uh, brands that you can use. Um, I stick with like a polyester polyurethane. Uh, um, I prefer, um, I use eco epoxy because it's, you know, it's more environmentally friendly. There's virtually no fumes to it. No tox, like no toxicity or anything like that. So I prefer using that one. And then I like that because then if you're handling it, you know, there's nothing on your hands, whereas there's other, other epoxies that 
are usable that are just more, um, they give off more gas and more fumes. So I try to stick with uh, like eco epoxy. And do you, uh, do you coat the entire uh, stone or is it just like the tip of the stone or? Uh, it's the entire thing. So okay. I prefer to, as much as I can, um, since, since the piezoelectrical effect takes place when the stone is, uh, um, like the, the resin compresses on the stone, I try to use as powdered uh, materials as I can. Um, and then I mix it in the resin first before pouring it. So this way the entire stone is saturated mm -hmm. um, as opposed to just pouring the resin over top of the, the materials. Now you can do that. I'm not saying that you can't. I just try to, I try to definitely make sure I get materials that are completely saturated. So there's a, a great uh, piezoelectrical effect, the, the, the curing process around the entire material. But yeah, you put the you put the entire materials into the resin and then that goes into a mold. Or or you put the materials into a mold and you can put the resin on top of that. Or it's usually done in layers because uh, you see a lot of organite, it has the various layers. So you got to pour one layer, let that cure up enough and then, you know, mix up your next batch, pour another layer and then there you go. Okay. Now, is this something that people can purchase on your website? Yes, absolutely. Um, I have pieces that I, I'm usually making organite and um, it's, it's very, I make it very intuitively. So like each piece is done differently. Um, there's a lot of similar like stones or colors that I'll use, but each piece really does have its own energy um, because as I'm making it, it's just like, I go with what I'm feeling in that moment that should go in that particular piece. Um, there's, there's many pieces on my, uh, my website, uh, Blue Fire Alchemy. Um, and I'll even do custom work as well. Like if somebody wants particular, a particular mixture of stones in a piece, I'm more than happy to, to create that with them. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, that sounds really beautiful. It sounds like it's a very high vibrational energy stone. Um, that uh, Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've had a few pieces. Uh, I, I'm, for me, it's a passion. So like, it's, it's kind of like a hobby passion that's turned into something so much greater. And like, I, I get very, very excited when I'm about to take a piece out of the mold, because I don't know what it, I don't know what it's going to look like, or feel like energetically until I take it out. And just, it, it's just an amazing process to do and to create and to see that finished product. And, you know, so, some of them, I, I don't want to send off to their owners, because <laughs> they're just absolutely beautiful. And I'd like to keep them for myself. <laughs> I'm just curious too. Have you ever um, read anything, or maybe have you ever um, uh, tested the vibrational frequency of the organite? Uh, yeah. Well, like for myself, I'm very energy sensitive, so I can I can feel it that way. Um, for other people, you can um, uh, some you'll see some videos say out on YouTube where people are using like a uh, like a I think it's called a trifield or triforce. Uh, meter um, and and some of them you can see how it it uh, it blocks various EMFs or uh, there's other meters like that you can use. Um, you can also do like a like a like a a water test where you put the organite in in water and then you freeze it. Uh, you can also do a test uh, uh, freeze as well where you have another glass that has no organite in it and you put that in a freezer. And I try to set, make sure they're separate so they're not really, so the organite isn't affecting the other one. Mm -hmm. And the way the, the water freezes, it just doesn't freeze 
the same way as a normal glass of water would. And, and that, that's another thing you can see a lot of uh, images and videos on like the before and afters. And you can really tell the difference in freezing water with organite and just freezing water off by itself. And the, just the way it forms, you'll have to check out some videos on that. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, sounds, yeah, sounds like it. Absolutely. So wondering if you would um, maybe take us through the Taurus technique, um, maybe tell us a little bit more about that and then what that looks like and what one might expect from doing the um, Taurus technique meditation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, first I'll just uh, tell you the chakras that are involved. So where your pineal gland is just above that, there's the divine mind. So that's where we'll start off from. So for me, when I was first learning it, or when I wanted to connect with any one of my chakras, I would just kind of center myself and I would repeat the name of the chakra to myself, whether, you know, out loud or just in my, my head. And I found I would connect, like I could feel like a sensation go to that space. Um, so from the divine mind, then you go down to the sacred heart, which is located just above the physical heart. And then we'll stay there for a moment. Uh, you may feel it, you may not just, just trust the process. And then from there you go to the soul seat, which is right between where the, where the two collarbones meet. There's that little space. It's just kind of like right above that. Um, and then from there, you'll go back to the divine mind. Now it, it looks like just straight lines, but then afterwards just intend it to form a torus and it forms a torus. Um, not, so you have your heart field that uh, goes outwards like the way your aura is it's it's not formed that way it's formed in that circular motion from like the divine mind to the sacred heart up to the the soul seat and then back to the divine mind so it's it's a loop that way mm -hmm. if uh, if people can can visualize that um, i'm kind of visualizing it as a figure eight is that or is that different i'll just think of it think of it like a donut so if you were to take like a, a donut or like a uh, one of those uh uh, pool donuts and then hold it like sideways or, or sideways up and down in front of you. Mm. instead of going around your body hold it up and down from say your your um say your your sacred heart above your head so I kind see. of right down. so yeah so the aura is more like a horizontal circle yeah, yeah this the, is more like heart. a vertical circle yeah exactly exactly okay, got it um, i see and, okay. and people can go on the uh, alpha imaging website and there's more information on there as well i think there might be an audio on there i'm not too sure but there should be an article on there that people can search if they want more information and then such a okay so really simply just take a moment and take in a deep breath breathe down into the bottom of your stomach down as deep as you can and just relax and let it out so now take a moment and focus on your divine mind which is located just above your pineal gland Now, just let yourself sit there for a moment and connect with it. Now, from here, see or feel or intend a chord go from this place to your sacred heart. And just allow yourself to sink into your sacred heart. Now, just sit here for a moment. Now, from here, see or feel or intend a chord going from your sacred heart to your soul seat, which is located between your two collarbones. 
Now for a moment, just sit here in this space. And just know that the connections are being made, whether you can sense them or not. Now from here, connect your soul seat to your divine mind. And now intend it to turn into a Taurus. Again, whether you can see it, feel it or not, it will happen. And now just sit in this space, breathing comfortably. And allow yourself to experience whatever it is that's right for you in this moment. Now, you may pick up on anything, you may not. You may not be able to feel the connections, or maybe you can feel them. You may feel yourself sink a little bit down into your sacred heart. That's okay. Um, in a meditative state, you generally go more heart-centered than, than uh, mind-centered. Your, your, your mind kind of rela relaxes. So that's normal to kind of feel yourself sink down to your heart. Now just keep breathing in and out. And just experience this moment in this space. And whenever you're ready, you can come out and know that those connections will always be there. You just have to circle them through again. definitely felt that one. <laughs> oh yeah i can i can feel all the energy over here it's just everything like i've been buzzing the whole time but now going yeah. through that it's just yeah and uh one thing that um i've actually experienced um pretty much anytime i am focusing on my you know chakras and maybe you could kind of uh help decipher what this is but i always feel like a pressure um okay. and you know, when, when I first started feeling it, of course, you know, you feel a pressure on your chest immediately. You think, okay, this is bad. <laughs> you know, so something, something, something's going on here. Um, yeah. But the, the more I do it, the more I realize, okay, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but I always wondered what the pressure was. It's like a heavy pressure. And um, I felt it mainly, you know, in my heart space and also, you know, the third eye. So okay. could you kind of, do you know what, what that could possibly be? Um, I'm going to say more than likely what's coming, what's coming to me right now is you're just feeling that, 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 uh, center. So let's say, for instance, you said your heart space. So you're feeling the energy of that space. Like, it, does it feel like kind of like magnetism in a way, tingly, it, magnetic, maybe like, yeah, uh, it, it, it like does. Yeah, it does. It does feel like there's, there, there's some kind of like a pull, you know, yeah. there is some yeah. kind of pull in there. Yeah, you're feeling that center. So whether it's your your heart center or like like you said with your third eye, so your divine your pineal gland and your your third eye are like in line. So the divine mind is just above that. So the 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 pineal gland is 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 like the real seat of intuition, whereas like the third eye is a chakra connected to intuition. So. Uh -huh. Um, a lot of people focus primarily on the third eye, but they want to actually focus more on the pineal gland mm. and uh, the health of the pineal gland. And then their intuitive faculties will, will definitely increase. Uh, if you focus on one shock or too much, 
example, the third eye, you will actually create an imbalance with the rest of your chakras. Okay. So yeah, what you're, what you're experiencing there, you're more than likely, and it's what I'm getting is you're, you're just feeling that energy center and you're tapping into that energy. So it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> but if the chest pains, you know, if they get really bad, you might want well, to see yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. But yeah, any anytime I've done like guided meditations or something where I do focus on the chakras, it really doesn't matter which one I'm focusing on. I feel that pressure. And like yeah, I said, yeah. I, I always felt a little like, okay, is that a bad thing? But I like your explanation. So I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's what I'm getting. And that's what I've always experienced is that you're feeling that energy center. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. No, no problem. So I have a question too, and, and thank you for leading us through that um, Taurus technique. And, and I'm wondering how might one use the Taurus technique to connect with an Ascended Master? Um, that's, it's actually very simple. So with the Taurus technique, it's, it's um, a, a beautiful technique for like deep interconnection and the torus itself is actually uh, going back to sacred geometry it's like the most fundamental shape of creation so it's kind of interesting how that shape and deep interconnection with self kind of go hand in hand now to connect with a, a master um, what you would do is you would see from each of the chakra points you would see a cord going you call for for the master ask permission to connect of course and then um, you would see a cord go from, say, your divine mind to the master, to divine mind. Now, the masters don't have the same chakra systems, uh, but just see it that way anyways. So you'll see a cord go from the divine mind to the master's divine mind, the sacred heart to the master, and then the soul seat to the master. And then when the master is connecting, you'll see the same thing come in because it's just the way the it's just the way you perceive it, even though the masters don't have those chakras. Um, but that's how you would connect, whether it's, uh, you know, a master or an archangel, say Archangel Michael, for example, that's just how you would visualize it. That seems like it would be a beautiful way to really connect with their, their energy and bring in that higher vibration into your physical being. It is, it is. It's, it's, a, it's a very wonderful technique, not just for self, but then connecting with, uh, with other, other people as well as, say, other beings. And I actually, I do like it too, because it's, it's a, it's a quick technique, you know, so it's something that you could, seems like it's something that you can do anywhere, you know, you're sitting in traffic, you want to connect yeah, real quick, just link, 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 and bam, you know, so yeah, I, was I really like that too. It, I would do it several times a day, like uh, uh, referring back to the service work that I stepped into with the masters, like one of the things that they had me doing before I even knew I was getting into service work, I was like, very much directed to start doing the Taurus technique and just do it every chance you get. And you can, you can sit down, like you said, whether you're in traffic or on your break at work, you know, just sit there and take a moment and just connect with yourself internally and just see the cords go through, you know, whether you feel them or not, and you're, you're making it happen and just do it several times a day. And it, it really helps you connect with that inner space, that heart space. And it kind of, I find it kind of takes you out of the mind as well. Because the mind is more kind of like ego. Right, so definitely. Into, into that center. Definitely. And then, um, so, and with the Taurus technique too, is it all just, uh, you know, uh, connected above or can you move down the body with the same technique? Uh, I've never done that and I've never seen that happen. So I, I, I'm going to say no, um, only because I've just never seen it. Okay. But no, as, as for the Taurus technique, it's just those three chakras. Just those three. Okay. Yeah. Excellent. 
Sounds like it's more about the the upper chakra it is, system. It it's about the ascension. You know, well, that's just it though. With ascension, you're moving mm -hmm. upwards to the light um, and, and claiming that light. And you also, you want to move into like inner space, your inner world. And then that's where, like, that's where you'll truly find who you are is on the inside. And, you know, everything, out, everything external is really just a distraction from keeping you from going inward. That's definitely, definitely very true. I think the yeah. external is, yeah, a good distraction. It's really it's about the inner journey. Of who you are, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a distraction. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wonderful. Um, well, thank you so much, Brad. Um, tell us, tell our listeners how they can find you and what you're currently working on right now. Okay. So um, as I said earlier, uh, you can find me at Blue Fire Alchemy. That is my website. Um, you'll see a variety of uh, energy devices there, primarily Organite currently. Um, also my healing work that I'm doing and facilitating and bringing through. Um, I'm, I have a few new ones that I'll be adding on there that I haven't, uh, updated yet. I'm still working out the details. So for, for example, uh, a recent, uh, uh, so they're all based off more or less, uh, geometrical figures. Um, so there's a recent one that I'm going to be adding to there, which is kind of like the, uh, um, I still haven't quite named it yet, but it's, uh, it's kind of like the philosopher's stone of, uh, of, uh, of light chambers. It has a very direct connection with uh, ma uh, the divine masculine, divine feminine, as well as transmuting your consciousness from one state into a higher state, which is something that a lot of people have experienced with my light chambers. It, it, it's, it really is consciousness alchemy. So, uh, and there's some really interesting uh, results that some people have had with them. Um, so you can find me at Blue Fire Alchemy. Um, I make Organite. I'll make custom Organite as well. All you got to do is shoot me an email, and we can we can uh, we can create that piece together. Um, there's all sorts of uh, healing chambers on there as well, um, as well as say energy body balancing. So like cord cutting and energy body balancing that I do as well, which I find is a a big one. Even myself, still I I take time to keep my energy bodies in balance and in alignment and um, not interpenetrating, um, um, which really, I find it really helps you go through life, um, really helps you process and stay balanced and centered. Uh, so you can find me there, primarily there. Uh, I do have an Instagram account, again, the same as Blue Fire Alchemy. And even on Facebook, I have a, a, a page there, a group there, Blue Fire Alchemy. And you can find me at any one of those places. Feel free to join, send me an email, uh, ask me any questions you like. And uh, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. And we'll add all of your links to our show notes. So people oh, can... I appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Brad. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your experience and your wisdom. And thank you, thank you for listening to our show. Stay tuned for more episodes being released on Mondays at 5.55 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And if you like this show, share the love by sharing it with your friends. And if you want to support the work that we're doing, please consider making a donation to our show by visiting our Patreon website at patreon.com forward slash be the love podcast. And until next time, love yourself, love each other and love the world. We love you guys. Love you guys. Take care. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Thank you, Heather Lynn, for providing us with your beautiful song to accompany our show. 
Be the Love. If you would like to learn more about Heather Lynn and her music, please visit her website at heatherlynnmusic.com. And thank you, Chrissy Grace at Leading Edge Productions for the beautiful design and graphics. And thank you for tuning in. And until next time, we are souls on the journey. And thank you for hopping on the Ascension bus with us. And remember, there is always a seat for you.